0: Welcome to the 8A and Native-owned Small Business Advantage, helping shape federal IT priorities and missions podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. The federal government is on the cusp of a major digital transformation event. Between the rapid advances in IT modernization in 2020, courtesy of the pandemic and the influx of funding, approximately $1 billion for the Technology Modernization Fund under the American Rescue Plan, Federal agencies are well set to overhaul their IT infrastructure in the coming year. How they will direct this funding and determine their tech priorities is of course a big source of interest. And 8A native owned small businesses have been driving IT modernization and have the ability to help government maximize their investments through streamlined acquisition capabilities and much, much more. And today we're speaking with Ryan Maloney, who's the president at Chenega Systems, Heather LaCroix, president of Chenega Technical Innovations, and Brandy Lynn Collins-Garrison, who's the partner manager for small and medium businesses at Verizon Public Sector. More about this topic. And Ryan, Heather, and Brandy Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Yes, thanks for having us. Sure thing. It's great to have you all here. We have quite a panel here today. Let's certainly jump right in. So the pandemic has certainly sped up the pace of digital transformation for federal agencies. So with that in mind, how do a native-owned small businesses help the federal government meet the mission overall? And perhaps we'll
2: start with Ryan on this. As the president of an Alaskan native-owned subsidiary of Chonega Corporation, the main way that we help the government with this digital transformation, especially during the pandemic, is through our streamlined acquisition process, which you, you mentioned briefly. We do this through the ability to receive sole source contracts from the federal government. We have a number of customers. Chenega Systems, for example, works with the Air Force to develop modernized turnkey facilities, which we call in a service we call modernization as a service. And every contract we have received from the Air Force has been done through the alpha contracting process. And that is where the Air Force issues us a sole source, an RFP, where we are request for proposal, and we respond and go directly into negotiations with them on not only the services we provide, the this facility, this process involves construction, it, it involves a number of different areas and very large integrated teams. So we can d- negotiate directly with the federal government in order to come to the best price, the best solution we think this offers them a better solution than than putting out you know a a larger rfp on the street where they're going to get seven to eight bids you know maybe 10 bids and they're picking the best of breed but it may not offer them exactly what they want so being that we're able to do this and stream and when we say streamlined we take the process from you know a three to six to 12 month acquisition cycle that they may have for any type of work like this down to you know 30 days or less so we can get the ball rolling move quick move rapidly start working, getting our subcontractors, our vendors on team and ready to go. So it helps them support their mission in a rapid manner. And one example of this during the pandemic is one of our facilities. Well, in all of the facilities we've done, we provide Zoom technology. And the Air Force, you know, wasn't necessarily prepared for the pandemic and the move to a virtual workspace. You know, a lot of them were using Microsoft Teams and different things, but Zoom offered them a capability to have large meetings that they still needed to take place, collaborate in the way they did with their software development teams and and things like that, and work quickly. So we were able to get them in in less than two weeks, you know, fully moved over to that Zoom solution and able to continue their mission really without much disruption at all during a very difficult time. So I think that's that's the start. And uh, I could probably throw it over to Heather and she can build on that.
1: Yeah. So uh, as Ryan talked about, one of the greatest parts of um, the streamline acquisition and that 8A space is really that, you know, being able to offer those alpha negotiations. Um, what's really fantastic about it is how much it reduces risk on the government side. So especially when it comes to a new requirement. So a lot of the digital transformation efforts that we've seen over the last couple of years and again into the future, they're new requirements. So they're not just new to the government, you know, they're new to industry and they're, they're really particular. They're very, you know, niche work, but they're also really important. So when you're doing a whole digital transformation, you're, you have to have a really great solution. And there's a lot of risk involved in that because the previous infrastructure that, that was in place may not be supporting, you know, supportive of what the new requirement is. Um, they may not meet the uptime requirements of the network uh, to meet the mission or may not have enough bandwidth. Um, you know, which Ryan touched on a little bit, you know, you have to be able to support the remote workforce now. And so through the ALSA negotiations with the new requirements, everything's on the table. You can work through the project schedules, You interview all of the stakeholders, and you work through everything, um, every line item of the entire solution. And what's also especially important um, and valuable is that we're able to bring in a lot of the vendors or the manufacturers and the really large providers um, such as Verizon, you know, and the services they provide so that they fit into the entire picture and bring in really niche subject matter experts that a lot of AA companies may not have regular access to, um, you know, just in a proposal response. So it, it really has offered excellent risk mitigation and also planning for the government for a real and accurate roadmap. Um, What we found is, you know, the project schedules that are put in place throughout the negotiations are typically really on target uh, because they're realistic and everything has been put on that table for discussions ahead of time, whereas, you know, when you're bidding a competitive bid, and we do compete on competitive solicitations as well, and we have a really strong track record of that, but the government is choosing the best option, you know, to meet the requirements, and so there's always a risk associated that, um, you know, I think everyone understands that. I
3: I totally agree, Ryan.
0: Awesome. Great. And Brandy Lynn, anything to add to
3: that? Yes, absolutely. You know, for Verizon as a large firm, what we've really seen during the pandemic is a need to enable federal agencies to collaborate, right, almost instantly and respond quickly to the immediate and shifting needs of a pandemic environment. So we've actually teamed with 8A firms to do that in two ways. So first, you know, one of the perks of working with 8A firms, especially, but all small businesses, is being able to rely on their collective mindshare and deep ties to the customer mission. The trend that we're seeing more and more is that these small businesses are trusted advisors to our mutual customers, and they think so innovatively about this solution. So leveraging their niche experiences, we've built new solutions this past year with 8A firms that we've successfully deployed to some of our uh, federal and state, local, and ed partners to include large and rapid data center migrations and a co-developed solution around managed cybersecurity training. Those are really huge steps for Verizon and also for the federal government, as well as our small business partners. So they've added an incredible amount of value to our overall solution experience. But, of course, the second piece of this is not just how we, not what we deliver to the customers, but how we deliver it, right? And so a major thrust for Verizon currently and moving forward is enabling our 8A firms to resell key verizon services and solutions we want to make it easier and more accessible for our partners to engage with the end customers in order to get over those acquisition hurdles so we're working through that on our end it's a major pillar in our business transformation right now
0: that's awesome great insights from all three of you i appreciate that and let's shift over i know we talked about this a little bit in the first one but Tell us more about your uh, areas of expertise that your team brings to help the mission. And again, we'll start with Ryan on this
2: one. Okay, thanks Matt. So as I touched on briefly, we do for the Air Force, what's called modernization as a service. And within this construct with w- one of our partner companies, one of our sister companies, Geneva Applied Solutions, we provide a turnkey solution for the federal government. We've done it mainly for the Air Force to date where we provide a facility not only the facility a design modernized facility that kind of meets what they've been looking for in the way of you know a collaborative space think silicon valley think you know apple think google they're looking for you know collaboration space they're looking for huddle space they're looking for privacy where they need it but they're also looking for an open concept so we help them we lead them through the design process we design the space for them We develop the network, we develop some of the software that they work on. We provide services in the areas of software development and DevSecOps and also the IT services support, everything down to the folks that you the first individual you see when you come into the the facility that helps with access control and administrative tasks. So everything, we give them everything soup to nuts. So it's become something that, you know, has really propagated throughout the Air Force. We have a lot of expertise I think I mentioned before, a large integrated team that provides us, you know, not it's not only Chenega Systems that provides the contracting support in that, some of the services, but Chenega Applied Solutions brings kind of, as our partner, our subcontractor brings a lot of that solution as well in the design. We've gained a lot of lessons learned that we've applied as we've gone along. And over the last two years with them, we have developed three facilities. They've done another one on their own. So it's something that has really grown throughout the Air Force and propagated. In addition to that, you know, both Chiniga Systems and Chiniga Technical Innovations are part of a business unit within a strategic business unit within Chiniga Corporation called Military Intel, Intelligence and Operations Support. I would say it's probably, and Heather, you can when 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 I hand it over, you can probably talk to this, but it's become more of a, you know, we started with a very heavy DoD focus, but over time we have really gone out into the federal civilian agencies as well. You know, my company has contracts with the USDA and Department of Commerce. But our main focus areas outside of that modernization are in the areas of software development, you know, IT support services. We do some training as well, some systems training. But it's mainly, you know, it helping in those technology areas, helping to support that transformation. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Heather, anything to add to that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, CTI has a slightly different set of capabilities. Um, I'm going to talk about the ones that, that we really shine on. You know, as Ryan touched, we have a very broad capability portfolio. CTI has really been incredibly performing um, in the areas surrounding legacy modernizations. And what I mean by that is is helping the organizations, like from the IT perspective, um, take a look at their current footprint and then migrate into a more modern structure. Um, So developing the migration plans, putting them in place, but then also, and I think this is so important, is that um, helping identify all of the training plans to ensure that not just like the contractor staff are supporting there, but the government also knows what types of technologies um, they need to be trained on, you know, for the outlook. So, you know, helping manage that change and then making sure that the staff are prepared Incapable of using all of the new technology, like the new applications or, you know, they're switching a manufacturer brand for um, like a firewall tape or something like that, that they're prepared to utilize those things. Um, Another area that we are seeing is that, you know, digital transformation or transformations don't just happen in buildings. And so, you know, we never want to forget the end user. And so one of TCI's largest capabilities actually technology refresh out into the field for end users. So, CTI delivers a lot of, we design and deliver a lot of turnkey solutions that are sent directly to um, like army engineers or the Navy uh, divers, uh, parts of the Marine Corps as well. Uh, We have a very great niche in regards to seeing what that need for the end user is, how they're going to utilize that. But looking at the equipment they have, then you know what, this is legacy. And so we're going We will put together custom, uh, system designs of components, mostly commercial off-the-shelf items, and we'll present it to customers and say, hey, you know, we think this is a great solution to meet this specific mission type. Um, we push out a lot of that, um, through direct procurements that are made to us from department or through the defense logistics agency. Separate to that, you know, and probably a good marriage with that as well is that we know that, you know, you don't just get something and know how to use it. So, one of the the capabilities that we've added um, to what we deliver is actually a video training or some type of training manual, something that allows the soldiers or the end users to get that equipment. And it's a comparison. Here's what you had and here's what you're getting now, but it's targeted and delivered in a way that's mission specific. You know, they don't just have one mission. There's multiple components to it, so they know how to configure it to support each mission. Um, and finally, one of the fastest growing capabilities that we have, um, we've been supporting the Air Force um, over the last year in a couple of different ways, but mo- they're all targeted around rapid prototyping um, and different types of emerging technologies. And so we are helping uh, determine, looking at different mission sets with the Air Force Research Lab and figuring out uh, what emerging technologies are coming out to, that could meet the mission. Um, We will help them procure those items and then we will test them. Um, We learn a lot of data configuration. We work with their AI providers um, to help them with the data analytics and give them the solution set that would best meet their needs um, when they put them into programs of record. So that is a, it's a really, it's an incredible program to be a part of and watch um, where the future roadmap is going.
0: Excellent. Thank you both for those insights. Brandy Lynn, anything to add to this one?
3: Absolutely. You know, I, I think in, from Verizon's perspective, I would, I would like to highlight some areas where we are relying on our small business partners and, and what we're hoping to accomplish with them. Again, you know, tying this in with the theme of delivering next generation technology solutions during a pandemic, what is important to us, right? And how are small businesses helping to drive that modernization and that innovation? So, you know, we have a number of success stories around agencies and our public sector customers. Some of them that come to mind where we are leveraging our small business partners include um, some of our healthcare uh, endeavors, where we, um, as an example, are entering into a world where strategic partnerships help foster the 5G ultra wideband. Implementation between Verizon and Emory Healthcare. Right, we're working with the Emory Healthcare Innovation Hub to make the nation's first 5G healthcare innovation lab. And we're not doing that without our small business partners. We have an excellent partner that we're working with um, in order to leverage their demand-driven innovation approach and to really deploy uh, new technology that's going to to transform how we do business and how agencies meet their missions. that certainly comes to mind. In addition to that, and I know that Zoom was mentioned, I have to mention that we also um, have been deploying BlueJeans, which is is a similar service to Zoom, or if you're, you know, typically using WebEx, you know, we're, we're leveraging our small businesses to not just deploy BlueJeans to our customers, but to drive innovation around that solution. How can we rethink that solution for new spaces for healthcare for public safety and again these are these are opportunities for businesses to lead and to grow with Verizon. We're seeking new partners every day and we're we're really excited and energized about their ideas around how we take 5G and BlueJeans and other solutions to the next level.
0: That's great. Thank you all for those insights there. So for my ne- my next question is. How does your organization's principles and mission overall shape your service delivery? And actually, for this one, we'll start with Brandi Lynn.
3: You know, our our principles and mission shape our service delivery in several ways. But the first is that we are customer-focused, customer-centric, and we like to look at everything with a customer lens. And one really important tie-in to our 8A firms, our small business firms, and the community of partners that supports us is that again they're so tied to the missions we find that their passion is unparalleled around agency mission their their lens into that world is also different from a large business lens they really are thinking about the next steps they're thinking about innovation and so as much as we enjoy leading and as many great minds as we have at verizon working on the issues of the day and trying to get ahead We find that the small businesses, when we align corporate and social responsibility with that customer-focused and customer-first lens, we find that that blend really, again, it drives innovation. It drives new solution development, and it helps us remain accountable for being tied to the goals of the organizations that we serve.
0: All right. Excellent. Ryan, we'll, we'll kick it over to you now on this one.
2: Yeah, I I think from a Chenega perspective, I've been with Chenega for almost 17 years. So I think the core mission and and principles come from the shareholders, come from our shareholders. You know, the Chenega people are are very resilient people and I would encourage anybody to do some research on their story. I know it's a podcast, so we probably don't have (laughs) enough time to go through all that, but you know, it drives straight from the, the values that they have slowed down and made a priority to every leader and uh, every employee within Chenega Corporation, you know, and that's trust and integrity, respect. We definitely, they look at us to be innovators. And then commitment, you know, both Heather and I have worked for Chenega for for a good long time. Uh, and, you know, we both probably had options to go elsewhere, but, you know, the, the commitment to our leadership, the Chenega mission and the core principles and values is something you'll see throughout, you know, sprinkled throughout our leadership team as well as you know the employees that we keep you know government contracting is, is is an interesting business you know there's typically you know a lot of employees that are more native to the customers than the the company they work for so what we try and do is you know make those incentivize those people not only you know through you know monetary through compensation but you know to be part of the Chiniga mission so i think that that helps us to to gain solid talent that helps us to, to grow people within our organization. And, you know, I, Heather and I are probably good examples of that. You know, I, when I started 17 years ago, I knew probably next to nothing about government contracting. You know, now I have the opportunity to lead one of the organizations within our business unit within Chinega Corporation. So I think the commitment to those values and those core principles you'll see throughout anybody, a lot, a lot of our folks that you would talk to within Chinega, you know, share those same values. And Heather, you can build on that for sure. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree, Ryan. If we look at Chaniga, we have like the saying, extraordinary people, exceptional performance. And through the time I've worked with Chaniga, without any doubt, across all of our contracts, um, anytime we've gone to a site visit, there's never a question that the people who choose to work for Chaniga. Um, they're wholeheartedly committed to whoever their customer is and their customer's mission success. Um, you know, a great, a great input I had from some of my staff a couple of years ago, um, and it continued to resonate today is I just echo the message is that this is of many of them look at what they do for our federal customers as their way of serving our nation. You know, giving back and completely you know, selfless and how they do it. They want to be part of the solution and they are committed to our customer success, you know, to kind of pat ourselves in the back a little bit, Um, you know, based off of what Chenea does and the leadership we have, I know the last time I checked, um, like CTI specific turnover rate, there's a less than 3% turnover rate, which is, you know, half the national average for similar types of work that's offered. And through COVID, you know, I was actually, you know, we, I think we all face this kind of, nervousness, like what's going to happen? You know, are people going to leave? And one of the great things about it, at least within CTI, we, you know, we were able to really work with our customers who were very, very flexible. So we didn't have to lay, no one from CTI was laid off due to COVID. Um, you know, some customers um, elsewhere in Chenega had very, you know, mission essential elements where they had, they shut down the government agencies for temporary uh, timelines. But Chenega really went above and beyond um, any expectations or, or like even the average norm to ensure that our staff across the entire corporation were taken care of um, and to help reduce their stress just based off of having to work remotely, um, you know, stress around potential to get sick and things like that. It's an honor to work here. And I know that when I look at my coworkers at no matter what level, you know, whether they're much senior in the organization and, you know, down to just entry level folks, is that I know that there's always going to be a couple of things that I find in them. And that's loyalty, uh, not just to, you know, their work or their, their own commitments, but to the customers and, you know, a tendency just to, to act. you know, when they see something that needs to be done, they act on it, they give solutions and they want to accomplish it. You know, they're not just sitting there waiting to be told what to do.
0: All right. Well, great insights overall on this podcast from all three of you and really appreciate your time. And we are coming to the end here. And, uh, this is our anything else to add question. Anything we may have missed. So we'll go with Ryan. Anything else to add before we sign off?
2: I don't really have much else to add. I you know, I think we've touched on a, a good number of, you know, the Chinek capabilities and, and it's good to hear from Verizon as well. I would say, you know, just to add to the last question about, you know, the, the principles of the mission, kind of add on what Heather touched on, you know, the charitable causes too that shape our mission. You know, we're partnered with a number of organizations. You know, from doing events and charitable things, and then our organization also internally provides a lot of opportunity to do that as well to contribute to charitable causes. So I think that's also an important part—that kind of that double bottom line theory, where you're looking at not only the bottom line of your organization, but how you can help others. So that I think you know, just to touch on the last question, I think that's a, a solid add. And thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, thanks, Ryan. Heather, any parting words?
1: I do. So you know. We talk a lot about the capabilities and what we offer as a company, but one of the things that I would love to add here is that when you're working together, you know, with small business programs, um, as a small business working with large businesses, one of the great parts about finding companies um, like Verizon is that it's not just about the big business. You know, you, there are some companies, some large companies with small business programs that are not as, uh, Not as connected. Not as necessarily engaged. And it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just a different style. And so one of the things I just want to put out there is that working with a company like Verizon, you're actively engaged. It's not just about Verizon. It's about the success of every team member and really focused on the success of the customer. And that's always really reassuring because you feel every party has, you know, skin in the game. You know, you, you're all contributing in a beneficial way for everyone involved. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for partners, those are the kind of partners you want.
0: Excellent. Thanks, Heather. Brandy Lynn, any last comments?
3: Absolutely. And thank you so much for inviting us again to this wonderful opportunity to share. You know, working with small businesses for Verizon drives operational efficiencies and increasing economies of scale for our federal agency customers. We see a lot of value from this around our small businesses that have unique um, or differentiated competencies and capabilities. It's beneficial to everybody, but the relationships are especially important to our, our agencies. They're important to the community. And as a large business, we recognize the great good that these small business partners, especially our 8A partners are doing. Um, we're really proud of our small business engagement in the last reporting cycle. Our commercial teams reached over $5 billion in spend with small businesses. And in public sector alone, um, on our largest contract vehicle, we hit about 50% small business utilization, which surpasses our compliance requirements. And why do we do this? Why why do we engage with these 8A firms like Jamaica that are just incredibly innovative and provide wonderful thought leadership? A lot of it is really around their flawless execution of managed and professional services. That's really key to this utilization. And so for folks that are listening and wondering how they might engage specifically with Verizon as an 8A firm, some of the areas that we're looking to grow um, include our cloud integration practice, cybersecurity, health IT modernization, right? And some leading edge technology solutions like IoT and RPA, which are, are really well provided to us by smaller firms that are focused on boutique um, and niche areas of expertise. We're also continually recruiting new partners into our ecosystem and trying to refine and fine tune the partner experience so that it's positive and you wanna return to work with Verizon even more. So as a large company focused on agency and state missions, we're really proud of the work that our small businesses are doing to tie us that much closer to those missions and help us execute.
0: This concludes the 8A and native-owned Small Business Advantage. Helping Shape Federal IT Priorities and Missions podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider, where Ryan Maloney, president of Chenega Systems, Heather LaCroix, president of Chenega Technical Innovations, and Brandy Lynn Collins Garrison, partner manager for small and medium businesses at Verizon Public Sector, all discussed how 8A and native-owned small businesses are helping the federal government to meet the mission goals during a time of rapid digital transformation.